Welcome to the World Harvest Church podcast channel. We hope you enjoyed this message. Glory to God. Let's go ahead and open up our Bibles to John 17, 1. John 17, 1. And tonight I had it on my heart to speak on fellowship with Jesus. And how important fellowship is. Crucial it is to walking out the plan of God for our life, really. But really focusing on taking time, dedicated time, committed time to him. You know, Pastor Nancy says it's not to be religious or to, or to say if you didn't take 30 minutes of your day and pray that he's mad at you or you put this rule on yourself that's really a burden. But it's not like that. It's truly something we should be doing all through our day. But as many of you know, we do have responsibilities and things that take up our attention and things that take up our attention that are also not good things, right? And I think it's truly so important to not neglect that quiet time, that private time where you take, you isolate yourself and focus on him. That's where we get to really know him, right? We see him in his word, but we get to know him on a more personal level when we communicate with him privately. You really won't get to know the heart of Jesus and experience it unless you take time to fellowship with him. You can hear about him as a man through other people. You can hear the stories in the Bible of what other people have come to know him as and what they've seen him as. But what have you come to know him as? What is he to you? Don't just see him as a, as, a, as a man who died for me, who is distant, who is, who, I'm just a number in, in the bucket to him. It's not like that. He wants to know you. Just like he knows Pastor Nancy, just like he knows a lot of us. And we know him. He wants to know you. So don't exclude yourself and say, it's not for me. Don't exclude yourself and say, well, I've done too much. Who, who am I? Why would he want to know me? And I want to give you scripture and show you how communication and one-on-one fellowship with him is important to him. And it, it's not just important to him. He's looking for that. He is seeking and he wants that. Even when you don't, he wants to know you. He wants to fellowship with you. He wants that. So you have to want what he already wants. We're not trying to convince him to take time with us. We're not trying to convince him to fellowship with us. He already wants that. It's the whole picture here. That's why Jesus did what he did to be in fellowship. So in John 17, 1, Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son, that your son may also may glorify you as you have given him authority over flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this eternal life, that they may know you. Jesus died, paid the price 
for one thing, to know the Father, so that we may know the Father. Think about that. Yes, he died for our sins. Yes, he died so we don't have to live in sickness and disease. Yes, he died for all these things. But that's all because, all because your father wants to know you. That Jesus brought us back into fellowship with our father. Think about that. Jesus did all that so we may know the father. Think about that. Are you hearing me tonight? He wants to know you. Not just your pastor, not just your leaders, but Jesus wants to know you. The Father wants to know you. Amen? Amen. In verse 3, and that this eternal life that they may know you. And the only true God and Jesus whom you have sent. So here's your confirmation. He wants to know you. He wants relationship with you. Don't get in this church lingo of of this religious habit. Well, I got to go to church and it's just something that good Christians do. Don't look at this life like that. Don't look at fellowship with God like that. Don't look at it as a chore. But when you're coming to church, when you're taking private time with him, remind yourself, I'm getting to know him better like he wants to know me. See it as a personal interaction. That when you come and you worship in in these services, you're worshiping him. You're getting to know him, right? So don't ever neglect that time. But look for opportunities to get to know him. Because you're um, you're not trying to convince him to spend time with you. The moment you turn to him, he's right there. The moment you desire to seek him, he's right there. He's, it's really that easy. But how many times are we so consumed with just distractions? You know, we take time to do so many other things, but how much more valuable could that time be getting to know our Redeemer, our Savior, our Lord, who knows, who knows our future, who is love, who is peace, who is joy? How many times do we waste our time looking for those things in other sources? that are truly not satisfying and never will be. How much of a better person could we be if we were in unity, close relationship, close fellowship with love himself, with joy himself, with peace, with mercy? How much more can we offer if we come to know the one who is all those things? God is love. That's who he is. When we get to know him, when we dedicate time to fellowship with him, our life will begin to change from that source. What you see these other ministers flowing in and preaching, it's because they've gotten to know God. And that's an overflow of what they know him to be and we're ministered to because of that. You know, I've come to learn this. I can't preach anyone else's sermon. I can't conjure up something that someone else has done. I can't regurgitate it. We get revelation, but you really have to know him for yourself. You have to get that revelation. You have to learn that for you. You really do. And you can impact people's lives so much more if you know him 
Don't regurgitate just everything you hear. But when you have a testimony, when you have something to offer, when you have something to testify, it'll land differently. It'll land differently. You know, if you want to reach those loved ones who don't know Jesus you, or, or family members, when you take time to know your Lord and Savior and you begin to let him transform your life, it'll be a witness to them. But don't look like them, right? We don't want to look like them, act like them, think like them, sin like them. We cannot be useful living like that, right? Hallelujah. So it's so important to remember that this is all because he wants to know us. You know, I didn't, I'm not here preaching. I'm not in the ministry because I just wanted to be or because I'm a Dufresne or because it's a job. You know, my mom never made me do anything. She was an example to me, but she never forced my hand to anything, but she would lay an opportunity in front of me. But she was an example. And I never saw church as a punishment. And I think that's a mistake a lot of people make with their family. They, you're going to church because you are just, just, just a miserable person. And, you know, you really, you know, you, you paint church and you paint God to be punishment. And that's a mistake, right? And I, I, never, I never had that picture of church. I never had that picture of Jesus. I never saw it like that because my mom was an example to me. And I wanted that example. I never neglected I never resented it because it wasn't a negative thing. You know, not everyone's perfect, but that's not the point. It's, it's being an example. Amen. And I never, I never saw... God as somebody I should turn away from when things get hard. But I'm doing this because I want people to know him like I've known him. I want people to see him how I've seen him, as my peace, my refuge. When things get hard, when life gets difficult, when you're faced with things, and what I can look back on my life and say, he's done this for me. He is doing this for me. I am living this. I don't want any Christians living in torment. I don't want any Christian, I don't want any believer living unpeaceful, sick. I've known him to be my peace. I've known him to be my healer. I've known him to be all these things. And that's where I minister from. That's where I share from is what I've come to know him to be for myself. So I'm encouraging you right now, take time to get to know him for yourself. When we're up here, we're encouraging you to do it for yourself. Not just to look at us and say, well, that must be nice. That must be great. I, I, listen, I'm not claiming to be anywhere near a lot of these other ministers. But I'm telling you right now, you can start today. You can start today seeking him. Amen. Hallelujah. So like I said, I'm not doing any of this because of a job or anything. It's not like that. It's because I love him. I love his plan. And I know his plan is perfect for me. And when I've tried seeking other things, it's just not satisfying like his plan is. 
But something I want to encourage you in is don't come to him with ulterior motives. He's not a vending machine. You know, don't abuse that. He's a being. He's love. He wants to know you. How, how, how frustrating would it be if someone only came to you when they wanted stuff and when you got what you wanted, you ran off and you don't see him for a while? Don't treat Jesus, don't treat God like a vending machine. It says here in John that they may know you. This is Jesus talking to his father. That they may know you. That he may know you. That's what it's about. All of this, what Jesus did, he paid the price so that we can be in fellowship with God. That we can be in fellowship with him. Hallelujah. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of these things shall be added unto you. When you take time to know him, when you take time to seek God, you can expect all these other things in your life to be taken care of. You know, don't wait for something tragic to happen in your life or a sickness to come before you start meditating on who he is. He was already that before that came. But when you already know who he is, it's just a flow. When you're faced with tragedy, when you're faced with tests and trials, you're already in that flow. You know him. You recognize this flow isn't what I know him to be, and I'm not going to participate in it. So many people don't recognize. They think God brings these things to them. They think God punishes them or, or allows them to live in sickness and defeat. He just does not. And when you know him to be the redeemer, when you know him to be the healer, when you know him to be all these things, uh, you recognize, uh-uh, I'm not putting up with it. I'm putting my foot down to it. But so many people neglect to respond that way because they truly don't know him to be the healer. They truly don't know him to be their peace. You know, you ever had maybe a dessert, and maybe it's a key lime pie or something like that. And you liked key lime pie. You've had a lot of key lime pies, but when you had that one that is seasoned, if you know what I'm talking about, seasoned in in the sense of that person has been doing this a long time. There is experience. They're a seasoned baker. They're a seasoned, they know what they're doing. They've, 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 They've grown the recipe. They have come to make it better, right? You don't want You don't want anything less than. You don't want anything like you had before. You don't want that Stater Brothers. You don't want that store-bought stuff. You don't want the box stuff. It's really, it just doesn't taste the same. It doesn't doesn't satisfy the same. I've done this a lot. Is Miss Carolyn Gordon here? I don't know if she's here tonight, but dude, raise your hand if you've had Miss Carolyn Gordon's cheesecake. I'm telling you, that is love in it. It's uh, It's got experience in it. And anytime I've been to New York and I've had New York cheesecake, I've been to a lot of places with cheesecakes, and I always say, man, it's not like hers. It's just not like hers. And I just won't accept this. Like, yeah, I'll enjoy it, but I'm not going to sit here and try, and, and it's just not as good as hers. It just doesn't have that love in it. I'm just a number to this restaurant. She made that with me in mind. And it's just not the same. You know, when we live in his fullness, when we live in health, when we live in his peace and his joy, you recognize that's the best. That's the best life. And anything less than that, I'm not going to be satisfied. I'm not going to, I am not going to put up with it. I want the best. I want the best. 
I want his best. So if you can look at your life right now and say, it's just not, I don't think it's his best. I don't like where I'm at. I don't, I don't like what I'm feeling. I don't like what I'm sensing. You can have better. I said, you can have better. And it's in him, amen? Hallelujah. Um, let's go to Matthew eleven, twenty-eight. Are you being helped tonight? Praise God. 11, uh, Matthew eleven twenty-eight, And it says here, come to me. See, there it is. Come to me. Come to me. How many times have we read that and not really looked at it in that light? He's asking you. Come to me. When things get hard, when you've missed it, when you've tripped up, come to him. Go to him. Right? Come to me, all who are labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Faith with him, faith is easy. I said with him, faith is easy. You don't have to live with that burden anymore. You don't have to carry that weight of that anymore. But we have to recognize something here. Come to him. Come to him. You can't just go anywhere and do any old thing and expect to not have a burden in your life, to not have a yoke in your life. You can't just be anywhere and doing anything, fellowship with anyone, and expect to live burden-free, to live yoke-free. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden. It's turning away from something you're looking at and going the other direction, right? That's what you have to do with him. Come to him. Go to him. Run to him. When you recognize there's a, just a yoke in my life, there is a burden, and, his, and it says here, his is light. His is easy. So if, it doesn't, if it's not light and easy, you know it's not him. It's time to reject it, right? Come to him. Go to him. When you sense that my life just isn't light and easy. Amen. A lot of times we're just simply neglecting private time with him. And I want to talk about some ways, important ways we can fellowship with him. How many of you were here for Pastor Michael Luketic's service last week? He talked about praying in tongues and the importance of that. So let's go to 1 Corinthians 14 2. First Corinthians 14, 2, it says, for one who speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not to men, but to God. For no one understands or catches his meanings because in the Holy Spirit, he utters secret truths and hidden things not obvious to the understanding. So when we're speaking to him, you know, think about this. How many churches believe that tongues is just a thing of the past? That it's not relevant anymore? That it's, 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 it's not what we're doing anymore? But the word says we're speaking to God. So if people are not speaking in tongues, you know they're not speaking to God in the way that he has made it to be, how it ought to be. It's vital, right? 
So let me read this again. For one who speaks in an unknown tongue, not to, speaks not to men, but to God. Think about that. When we are praying in tongues, we're speaking to God. We're laying the tracks for our future. We're praying out things that we don't even know about. Only God knows. And only God can do that. So it's vital and important that we take time to do so, right? And if you need to, go in your closet. Close the door. Um, let me read this here in Matthew 6, 6. But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. But I want to encourage you, don't go in with ulterior motives. When I go to pray, I go in thanking him. I go in praising him for who he is. I I. I magnify who he is to me. And you know, don't always regurgitate what you hear other people say, but be genuine. Lord, I thank you, Father. My life is so good. My, I thank you, Father, for my home. I thank you, Father, for the goodness in my life. And start to get specific and just thank him and worship him. That will engage your heart, right? You can tell when, you know, when, uh, you know, I've seen kids where they're like, tell uncle, thank you, thank you. <laughs> okay, well, you just, you just said exactly what you heard, and there was no, you know, love in it. There was no sincerity in it, you know what I'm saying? And you can tell that, right, when somebody is, does, their heart wasn't in it. Go in to that place of prayer with your heart engaged. Don't always go in with the need. Don't go in with the need. Definitely not that. But, you know, he, know, he already knows what you have need of. But go in recognizing I'm coming to, to my Lord and Savior. I'm coming in raising my hands, holy hands. I'm worshiping him for who he is. Amen. Recognize who he is to you. Don't always go in, like I said, like a vending machine, always trying to get some out of him. Amen. Acknowledge who he is to you. Engage your heart. Amen. So it's so important that we take this time in that secret place, in that prayer closet, that place that is just isolated from, uh, from distractions. Do what you need to do to get skillful at turning to him, right? I dare to say you're not going to be skillful at turning to him through the day unless you've established this foundation of taking time to turn to him in the secret place, in a private place, when you could do something. You know, with, with work, you're kind of like, I can't really go do anything I want right now. It's harder to do this when you have a choice. Oh, I could go to the movies. I could go do this. I could go eat out. I, you know, there's a lot. When you decide, I'm going to take time right now and dedicate it to him. It's important. And like I said, I dare to say it's going to be easy to do it on a daily basis when you're out and about busy, when you can't even do it in your home, on your own time, when you have the time. So you know, Pastor Nancy's always talking. It's true. You can talk to him and engage with him, turn your heart towards him all through the day. But I, as I'm telling you for myself, I've, it is hard to do that when you have not established this in your own time. 
So you know, you, you, it, it, let me be real. You can dismiss yourself and say, well, I do it all the time. I just turn to him. Do you really engage your heart, though? Are you really engaging your heart? Because if you can't do it in the quiet place, in your private time, in the secret place, I doubt it's going to be as effective. But when you're skillful at doing it all the time in that private time, it's just a flow of, of that outside. Amen. So get skillful at that. And it, it's to benefit your life. It says here, In Matthew 6, 6. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. But first comes this fellowship. That's what comes first. So if you're seeking the reward, you've already missed the order. You've already missed the order. Go to him. Enjoy him. I love that sermon Pastor Nancy did. The enjoyment of God. And how she talked about, you know, she loved my dad because uh, she came to enjoy him first, then love came. And then all these other great things come in life, right? You have kids, you get a home. But, but first, it's about enjoyment, enjoyment and love. And that's how it is with the Father. Come to him, enjoy him, get to know him, fellowship with him, and all the great things that come with him start to unfold. Hallelujah. He's a rewarder. Of those who diligently seek him. He's a rewarder, but we have to seek him. We have to choose that life. We have to establish that life. Amen. Amen. And all these wonderful things come from that source. It comes from the source of fellowship. And that's truly what he's longing for. That's why Jesus did all he did. That's why we're doing all we do to let people know they can have fellowship with their father. And all these things come with that. Amen. Amen. Don't just seek all the individual things he has to offer. Seek him. He's the source. He's first and foremost. I'm seeking him. And all of these things come with that. When I know him, when I love him, when I enjoy him, when I spend time with him, all these things come out of that. And you'll get to know him as all those things. And he'll begin to reveal to you all those things that he is. So don't come to him like a vending machine. Well, I just need healing right now. And when I get that, I'm dipping. I'm out. I got things to do, God. Jesus, it was great. Thank you. Got to go. But when you know him and when you spend time with him in that secret place, in that private time, all those things you are going to need and that you do need, it will come easy. Faith is easy when you fellowship with him. Faith comes easy when you fellowship. Did you get that? Faith comes easy when you're already fellowshipping with him. Hallelujah. So don't always, my dad would always talk about this. Don't, you know, there's already provision for that need. It's already there. So why are you stressing about, oh, God, I need something. I, I just need this. I need this. I need this. He knows. He knows. Come to him. Seek him, and all these things shall be added unto you. Then he already has what you need. He already has what you need. So come to him and thank him. Come in and thank him. Thank him for what he already has. 
So I don't need to beg him for it. I don't need to force his hand. I don't need to pry it out of his hand. Just come to him. Come to him. Come to him. He is healing. He is joy. He is peace. He is supply. He is that. Come to him because you want to know him. I want to know him. I want to know Jesus. I want to know what he did for me. I want to know what he has for me. Amen. It all comes from that source of fellowship. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's go to 1 John 1, 6. Hallelujah. And, th and this is very important, how we live our day-to-day -day life. So 1 John 1, 6, and it says here, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice truth. So what am I seeing here? What's darkness? It's the opposite of who he is. Sin is the opposite of who he is. So if you're living constantly with sin in your life, you're constantly living in darkness, you're constantly choosing to go in the direction of darkness, you cannot have this fellowship with him. Light and darkness cannot be operating at the same time. You turn to one or you turn to another. So I want to encourage you, if you're seeking this relationship with him, you have to adjust what you're doing in your day-to-day -day life. You cannot choose darkness and choose light at the same time. You can't choose to do certain things and live with that and then try to turn to him and expect him to manifest himself to you. He will not, he will not operate like that. You have to wholeheartedly live for him when we gave our life to him we gave our whole life to him what we think on what we do with our body our body is not our own anymore what we do it's not our own anymore it belongs to him when we gave our life to Jesus we didn't just pick the good parts out but we gave it all we didn't just take what we want and leave the rest but you have to give it all I think a lot of Christians struggle to live in the fullness of what he's offered because they haven't wholeheartedly decided to let a lot of things go. They're living for other things and trying to live for him. They're torn. They're, they're, they're confused. They're, they're hurting themselves because they're trying to choose both at the same time. And you're going to flow and operate in the fullness of all he has for you when you wholeheartedly decide and seek you know, I'm, I'm, uh, he's merciful. We've all tripped up, missed it. But I'm telling you, it's choosing to do the right thing when the wrong opportunity comes. It's choosing him after you've maybe tripped up. It's choosing him, choosing him, choosing him. You can't choose another and live with that and expect light. Amen. The light of him expels the darkness. So you can't choose both. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And let's go to one more scripture here. Let me see here which one. Let's go to John 3.16. Y'all know this. John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave. He loved us. And he loves the world. He loves. Before we deserved it, we don't deserve it. And he still loved us. Because he wanted a relationship with us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. 
but that the world through him might be saved. It's all about him. He loved us before we deserved to be loved. And he gave his son so we could be saved. And it brings me back to the scripture I first read, that they may know you. That was Jesus' prayer. That they may know you. He loved us. He loves the world. So choose to engage yourself in loving him back. Seeking him, right? Seeking him with your whole heart. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Were you blessed tonight? Hallelujah. Well, let's all stand and let's just take time to thank him. Jesus, we magnify you. We honor you. Jesus, we worship you and thank you. Our heart's desire is to know you more. Our heart's desire is to fellowship with you more. Our heart's desire is you, Jesus. Right now, we dedicate and commit, consecrate ourselves to you. We choose you. My life is not my own. It's yours. Lord, use us the way you've called us to be used. We seek you and we desire you. Just lift your hands and just thank him. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus, for the goodness and that you've done. All the wonderful things you've done for us. You are so good to us. You are so faithful to us. This is how you come in. Just come into his presence with thanksgiving and praise and thanking him for all he is. Amen. Thanking him and worshiping him. Hallelujah. We worship you and thank you, Jesus. We glorify you, Jesus. You're a wonderful Savior. And we glorify you and honor you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Were you helped tonight? Thank you for joining us. To learn more about World Harvest Church, please visit our website at defrainministries.org.